Welcome back to Coffee and Cortisol, your PA podcast. And today we're celebrating our triumphant return of Rosie. Hey, So today, everyone, we are going to be talking about mental health and self-sustainability. So hang tight. We're coming to you today from sunny Oakland, and we'll be right with you. Okay, so today we are talking about mental health and sustainability, as mentioned before. But first, welcome back, Rosie. Thank you. It's so good to be back. So, you know, just in general, I think while this is kind of our core set Mm -hmm. with just our schedules and getting everything together, you know, you may realize that sometimes Rosie might be doing the podcast, I might be doing the podcast. I don't know if we'll ever eventually have like where we both won't be here, but overall, we just we'll have kind of a mix because sometimes schedules can be hard to get together. So we'd rather get on a podcast for you guys than have ideal circumstances. So, um, you know, if, if you miss one of us, uh, write us and let us know, but we'll try to be together as much as possible, but that's just life sometimes where we can't make that happen. So reality of the situation. Um, but our first topic that we wanted to talk about was developing your routine with mental health and sustainability, because, the, the pressure that you have on you in school can be somewhat overbearing sometimes. And so you have to have a game plan so that you're not burnt out or uh, mentally exhausted because that, if that happens, you're, you're in a lot of trouble. I don't know about you, but like when I first started PA school, I had all this energy pent up and all of this just excitement and for school or just in general, like I think more for school, I was like really pumped and I thought that, that would I can just cruise on that wave and it would get me to graduation. Um, but what I've learned is that um, if I don't, you know, do things that help me self-sustain, I'm going to burn out. So Absolutely. I think the key for today's uh, episode is really just to talk about ways that we can minimize the po- the chances of burning out. And so definitely starting off with building a routine. David, what's your routine? Uh, so yeah, that kind of depends on the circumstances clearly, but, uh, in a typical week, uh, gosh, I mean, it, it, I think it starts like the night before truthfully, where you just try and go to bed early, early yeah. enough, because if you're up late every night and you're tired or you're falling asleep in class, you're not paying attention. I don't think that does well for you. So I think you need to get to bed early and then for sure know what's going on the next day. I mean, I know that seems obvious, but sometimes like we have a lot of people rolling late to class and I, mm-hmm. you know, um, you're missing stuff that doesn't look good. You know, I, I just, I don't know, like you got to be on time for clinicals in your work. So you might as well be on time for class. So um, I like it. And then, you know, I try and figure out a time to work out, but that usually goes away about halfway through the semester. And then I love uh, the honesty. <laughs> if, if not sooner at times, like, Gosh, spring semester, I tried, I did, I was doing really well. And then summer semester, it was just like, nope, (laughs) didn't even bother that semester. So, which is such a bummer because the weather was so nice, huh? Yeah. It'd been nice to be outside and actually taking advantage of it. But summer was heavy too. Yeah. Yeah. So it, uh, it's, it's, that's just kind of how that goes. And then, uh, I'm trying to think what else, you know, and then, then in between there, I try and plan out when I'm going to study, uh, taking advantage of as many little breaks as possible. You got an hour break, boom, I'm going to try and like get a little studying done. I feel that sometimes I do better with like an hour of studying than like when I have like four hours. Hmm. Cause, cause I feel like sometimes you get settled into your, 
you're like, oh, I'm going to check on some stuff. I'm going to do some stuff. I got a couple hours here versus like one hour. You like have to get stuff done. If you can't browse the internet for half an hour because then like your time shot. So you got to like, you just got to get down and get to it. So I always felt like that was helpful. I think it's really great that you bring that up because we'll talk about it a little bit later, but there's a whole technique that's just derived off that. <laughs> More yeah. of the studies show that basically your concentration efforts are just better focused in a shorter amount of time. So yeah, we'll totally talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, I think, and then, you know, it, it, uh, I have a wife, so, so I have a support system there. So, like, able to plan out meals and stuff through her a little bit more than just myself. And then just plan out the night for, and then plan out the night. So, usually the week before, sometime before, I'll plan out my week just about and then kind of go off that plan. Um, I try and be flexible as possible with it because things change. And sometimes you don't get as much done as you want, which is the typical case, it seems. It's totally the case. <laughs> so how about you? What is your, how do you do your routine? Hmm. Thank you for asking. Let's see. Well, um, I probably resonate with a subpopulation of people that love to plan. <laughs> um, and also the way that my brain works, I really need to have a regimented schedule or else I don't function. Um, with that said, Come Sunday, it's literally go to the grocery store at around 10 a.m. every Sunday. Um, and then it's meal prep. And it's How go many meals on. do you prep for a week? Um, I actually only do it for lunches. Okay. So I that started off, yeah, I started off really something doable. Like, you know, if I can't do every single meal, what I'll do is at least I can control the biggest meal to me of my day, which is lunch. Because um, a lot of the times we're stranded in class. Um, or we just have, you know, it's time is of the essence. So when I don't have to put brain power into figuring out what I'm going to eat midday, that's a win for me. (laughs) So yeah, um, I meal plan, um, and I'll go ahead and crunch something out. Like actually this week, for example, I do a little turkey stir fry, super easy. Um, if you Pinterest it, I'm sure it'll come up easy, but it's like bell peppers and all this good stuff. So I try to make sure it's super healthy balanced. Um, cause I find that that also helps with brain power. And you do all like all five meals, same thing all week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, creature of habit over here. I don't. I don't mind that. Like you would think you'd get sick of it, but really, you kind of don't. No, exactly. And as long as it's like flavored well, it's not bad. It's all about the flavor. Um, <laughs> and actually, I and my variety actually comes with dinner. I think most of the time because that's when we're not in school. So uh, I give myself a little bit of room, whether it's. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'll probably buy something from like Whole Foods Hot Bar <laughs> lately, mm-hmm. um, or I'll make something super simple that's already in my fridge, or I'll do kind of like a charcuterie board of assortments because I'm studying. So it's like pick a protein, pick a veggie, you know, pick a dairy, but, well, cheese. I love cheese. Um, so yeah, that's my Sunday. I go onto our community group site um, and I look at what our schedule looks like for the week. I'll try to download all the lectures at that point. If they're available, which <laughs> you might hear the annoyance in my voice, <laughs> they're not always available. And that obviously kind of drives me nuts. See, I used to do that too, but then they wouldn't sometimes post the true PowerPoint until the day of. Yeah. And so I just stopped doing it because I'm like, why do I have two of these when I just need one? Exactly. It's ridiculous. It just takes a space in your devices. So um, yeah, but I'll still, I still do it for my sake. Um, we have pretty, we have core staff that's pretty consistent. So in the classes I know where they're consistent, I'll definitely do that and try to pre-read um, or glance at it, I should say. Let's be honest. I just glance at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's my Sunday. I get a workout in I, and I make sure to spend some time with family. So I build that into my schedule too. So Sundays are like a me day. 
um, where I choose what I want to do with my time and my energy. Um, and then basically Monday through Friday, it's pretty much the same day to day because our classes run. There's like a chunk of time where there's like just classes. Um, so class time is definitely dedicated to class time in between time. I'll either work out um, and get a meal in or I'll study and get a meal in. Kind of like what you're saying, having that power hour. Oh, okay. I like that. The power hour. Um, then, it means a lot different than an undergrad where it was that was just drinking for an hour straight. And then uh, <laughs> now it's just, yeah, Quizlet for an hour straight. Oh, yeah. Go Quizlet. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then at the end of my day, um, after classes, I always make sure to do like an hour of stretching or um, something that's mindless almost to give my brain a break. And then I hit the books again until about bedtime, which for me is on the dot about 9 p.m. every night. And Going to bed? I go to bed at 9 p.m. every night. What time are you asleep though? Are, are you like watching TV? Are you playing on your phone? Or are you yeah. actually going to bed? I'm actually going to bed. Okay. I'm like an entire, I really don't like being on my phone too often, period. Like I'm not, I know, crazy unheard of, but I'm not one of those type of people. And so, um, I literally will be reading and then I'm like, okay, it's time to get ready for bed. <laughs> and so that's, and I just don't have time to watch TV as much as I wish I could, you know, sure. during our breaks, maybe that's where the, all the catch up comes in. Cause that's like binge yeah. watch central. So yeah, I'll, um, yeah, I'll go to bed at night and I wake up every morning at 5am every 5am. My sister also gets up and so do her daughters around 6am. So that's my version of family time. So that's pretty much a week for me. Saturdays are wild card days. Um, typically there's parties or, you know, gatherings or um, just more studying, to be honest. So, yeah, that's my schedule. I did want to ask you, like, planning when you plan out your week. Do you, I feel like that's kind of therapeutic sometimes. Do you feel that way as well? Yeah, for sure. Because it, to me, we, we have a fixed amount of energy that can be, that can go towards things. And to me, I just find some wholesome goodness <laughs> about sitting down and saying, this is what my week looks like. And it makes me feel that much better when I actually execute yeah. my week. Yeah. yeah. Like it just, I'm like, okay, this was time well spent. It went towards something productive and I can get this done. So sometimes I feel like when you have a million things in a list and you don't have an order in which to do them, that just makes it, it makes it overwhelming and difficult to handle. So like when you finally are able to put it in an order and you're like, I'll do A, B, C, and D and you're good to go. And you have that planned out. That's like so satisfying. Mm -hmm. um, and I wonder, you know, maybe sometimes planning is a little too satisfying. I feel because sometimes it's like, that's a great plan. I'll start that tomorrow. And then you get to tomorrow and you're like, man, I got to already start that. Sometimes you like dread the thing you plan for yourself. Yeah. Do you feel that ever? It's called responsibility. <laughs> it's a bummer. Is that that word? <laughs> it's totally. Is that that word? You know what? It's such a bummer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely, I think the key is, is I give myself some options. Um, especially like for me, there's a hundred things on my list to do. There will always be a hundred things to do on my list. True. So Very true. I'm like, let me just pick top four. And if I can achieve two of them, I'll consider that a victory. Like that's cool with me. That's a really good idea. Yeah. I mean, you have to be kind of caring for yourself in that way. Cause if you try to literally tackle all those things, you might a end up with like nothing done or B, like totally beat yourself up for not being able to hit everything. So it's like, uh, so I really try to encourage myself by incentivizing or just kind of setting the bar kind of low. 
to begin with. Um, so with that said, that's kind of like my week by week. And so in a, I also look at it from a month's perspective. And that's, I take a weekend out the month where if I know we don't have any exams or anything coming up, I do something that is considered my self-care, whether it's take a small trip or something. And that totally brings us to our second point, which is knowing when to take your break. David, do you know when to take your breaks? <laughs> that was not a judgy tone at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I feel like when I take a break is when this stuff's done. Wow. <laughs> um, We're in grad school. Which, this makes sense. Which is not like supposed to be just a snappy retort, but I, you know, I've heard of different techniques and I think you'll expound upon that, but gosh, sometimes it feels like I don't have time for a break or like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel like a break's enough sometimes. So I just. Do you ever sometimes... have like guilty break where like you take a pause and you're like, I should be studying. To an extent. I did that more uh, when I started and eventually I was like, I just came to the realization that I'm working so hard to not study at this point that taking five, 10 minutes to get away will benefit me in the long run. Even it might be an hour sometimes or it's like, I just spent the last three hours trying to go through 10 slides and I couldn't do it. Like, why am I just messing around here procrastinating? Yes. Let's just take an hour reset and then come back to it. I feel like that's a valuable technique, but you, you know of a technique. Totally. Sure. I'm sure everyone's heard of this, but just to kind of, I mean, as a person that personally practices it, that sounded like a lot. Um, the Pomodoro technique, you guys, like, I know you, I'm sure you've heard about it. Wait, but is this a surgery technique? No, <laughs> not at all. I know. And it sounds like a pasta that <laughs> to me, Pomodoro. Oh, like, that sounds so, I bet you that's an amazing pasta. Dude, Pomodoro sauce. I just had it the other day. It was amazing. Is okay. it like a white sauce or what do we? It's a red sauce oh, actually. It's red. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty yummy. The right. cafeteria had it. They'll do it again. Are you being serious? I'm being so it's actually serious. A, it's actually a sauce? It's a Pomodoro. Yes. It's, oh, I have no idea. So for whatever reason, I think of a, to a tomato and a tomato timer because that's what the technique is. I know visualizations are right. bizarre, All right. but it's a, it's Let's a scientifically it. proven technique where you, um, where the whole backing behind this is that our main focus, we only have so many minutes where we can really zone in and, and conquer a task. And so we capitalize on that by setting a timer for ourselves for that duration of time. And then we force ourselves into a break mode and then we go back and we start that time over again and so on and so forth. So I, so as a person that would spend the three hours looking at 10 slides, um, knowing that I had 45 minutes and then I had to take a 15 minute break, that made me use my 45 minutes to its fullest. And I ended up covering more groundwork that way. So kind of like what I was talking about earlier, where like when you have an hour, you get more done. Exactly. Because like, yeah, you kind of put that self, like you only have 45 minutes, like you have to get something done or else you're, yeah, that makes sense. And it does like sometimes, I mean, on the, the downside of it is sometimes I feel like I'm racing the timer. So I'm like, let me finish this chapter real quick sure, before sure. this thing goes off, you know, or sometimes I just disregard the timer um, <laughs> realistically, but overall it's really, you know, helpful. I feel like sometimes, you know, and it, maybe it's counterintuitive, but like finishing just going a little bit further, like each time, like you kind of might wear yourself out to such an extent, you know, mm. that that you are less, it's less effective long term. Yeah. Like maybe it would be better to just stop halfway through that chapter. I wonder, I don't know the research on that. I haven't looked myself. Yeah. But as the pasta, I mean, uh, study technique expert you are, maybe, uh, <laughs> I wish I were. Um, okay. It does. It definitely works for me. 
And ultimately what it does is it, um, it avoids burnout within that segment. Um, and I don't know, have you ever tried to jump from topic to topic, like lecture to lecture, um, to mix things up? <sighs> yes and no. I mean, cause I thought about that. I mean, I've done it somewhat where it's like, oh, I'll study, you know, like emergency medicine or, and then I'll study geriatrics or whatever we're studying at the time. And I feel like, um, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of like, uh, running or versus sprinting, you know, it's kind of, it, both kind of suck and you don't really want to do either. <laughs> and, you know, I think I suffered a lot this last fall semester from like just being tired of studying like senioritis almost. Yeah. And so it just... I don't know. So maybe I'm like kind of coming into this with somewhat of a, a jaded position here, but yes, like I, I will do that depending if I can, like where I'll do one PowerPoint and then I'll do another PowerPoint. But are you talking about switching between PowerPoints? Like Le while like one's actu open? Actually subjects. Okay. Yeah. No, I've never done that. So I've tried to do that to try to mix things up, but then it really confused me. <laughs> yeah, especially because some of our classes, like when it was like physio and medicine. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, oh, no, I need to know this for one teacher. I know this for the other. And sometimes they run together. So that's one thing I'd advise against doing. Like, although it was actually the advice of one of our instructors to say, oh yeah, when you're when you're not when you're burnt out on medicine, jump over to pharmacology and it'll be like doing something new. No, when you're tired, you're tired. So know yeah. when to take a break. Yeah. And that's so key for me because I, I really have pushed myself into zones where I'm like, okay, now like you said, I'm not really retaining anything. Um, you know, this this kind of gave me an idea. We should have Karen on for another podcast in the future. The, uh, our assistant clinical care coordinator because I feel like she would be a fascinating person to have on. Oh my gosh, um, yeah. So Karen is a assistant clinical coordinator in our program and she uh, she has doctorate in taking tests or studying for tests. Rosh um, specifically. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have to bring her in but she's she's kind of the expert on like things you need to do and, and so she would be an interesting insight but kind of a, a side note. Um, have you ever felt like there's some nights where you don't get anything done and then there's other nights where you could go like 24 hours straight and you're like, I'm good to go forever? Um, more the, no. <laughs> no, you've never had that. Um, I've never had the, I can go on forever. <laughs> I or wish. Like you know, like the nights when you're like cruising, you're like, I'm getting everything done. I want to get done. Um, actually, yeah. I've had that like on a weekend whim where there was no pressure to get anything done. All of a sudden, like something just lit me up and I was like, let's do this. See, like, so I, I guess the point I'm trying to get to is I was wondering one time, I'm like, what if I just didn't study in the nights I didn't want to study? Like if, if like spend an hour studying, if I didn't, if I didn't have it that night, like if I'm procrastinating, if I'm not focused, I just won't study that night. I'll take that night off. Either just take it for myself. And then on the nights when I'm like feeling juiced and like ready to go, like I could like, you know, like I start studying for like 15 minutes. I'm like, all right, I got this. I'm going to keep going. And then you just cruise through it. Like I was like, maybe I'll just study on those nights only. Ooh. I think the, the, I thought about that. <laughs> but then I think the problem with that is you, you, there's just some stuff you don't want to do. Um, you know, and eventually you're like, man, this sucks. But you still have to do it, you know? Like, oh my gosh, yeah. and, and so I, I don't think that's a good idea, but I just didn't know if I was the only one who had that thought or. Kind of on a whim. Have you ever had subjects where you just didn't want to study them? 
Every day. <laughs> There's literal <laughs> classes where I never thought my wildest dreams. I'm like, this does not interest me. I mean, maybe I'm asking two different things, but <laughs> um, there's specific subject topics. And it's interesting because people are always like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or, you know, when you grow up into being a PA. And I'm like, there's something about studying things that I'm like, oh, now I know I really don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's other things where I'm like, oh, that really does interest me. And that's really cool. Um, I think sometimes classroom isn't a good indication for that, though. Like, you need to work it. True story. Yeah, because once you kind of get in there, you never know what surprises you'll have. But um, there's definitely been topics where I'm like, oh, my gosh, if I read more on this, I'm just, no, this isn't going to work for me. Um. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, I think we wanted to move on to um, another topic that we have here, and that's um, self-care or, as we were told by one of our professors, once upon a time, like three years ago, not really, but it was like a year ago. It was like um, forever. It feels like a long time ago uh, to find your church. So do you kind of want to explain what that means, Rosie? Most definitely. So essentially um, it's not, it could be taken literal <laughs> and then it could also just be taken as um, find your refuge, find the thing that brings you peace and joy and love and all the things that give you butterflies and rainbows. Um, <laughs> so find your church. Um, for me, some days it's actual literal church. I grew up going to the church and um, there's a local one that I just will go to from time to time. And what that means is it helps me restore my self-care. Um, the person that speaks is uh, more of a life coach. I think that that really helps guide my path when I feel overwhelmed or exhausted. Um, so find your church. So that means I think for one of our classmates, it's rock climbing, you know? Yeah. And, and well, I, you know, I think it's like whatever gives you energy versus takes energy. Cause like mm. you can kind of look at life in those kind of ways. Um, and you know, certain things, I think the things you veg out on sometimes can like give you energy and, Agreed. and I, I don't know, like, but yeah, some people rock climb, some go to actual church. Like sometimes it's a great TV show or a great book, great video game. Like mm -hmm. I think those, you know, um, pick up basketball, like working out, like a lot of people go are for a out. hike, especially in NorCal. We yeah. Like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you want to hear more about uh, rock climbing and exercise in PA school, you can see, listen to our episode seven with our classmate, John, who was part of that podcast. And he dove into rock climbing and running. Nice. Um, and he kind of ran to escape, run away from PA school. And he just kept running until he had to go back and study and, that you get up to like 30 miles. So that's a really cool podcast. Check it out. Um, but getting back to our topic. Yeah. It's, it's kind of just your refuge. Like you said, mm -hmm. I spend like that one weekend a month where, um, either on that Sunday I'm going to church or on that Saturday, I might do a spa day that requires saving. Um, <laughs> but that's so important because it kind of allows me to get back to me. And that's the whole point of this is that, you know, we had a life, we were human before PA school. What? Yeah, no, I, I, I forget that sometimes it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, so find the thing that makes you feel human again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there any other, uh, churches that you have? Churches? Um, yeah. Uh, let me think. I know, right? Actually, working out has been a new one for me. I've always worked out, um, like playing sports when I was younger, but there's something about going back to it as a as a point of restoration, I guess, as a as a therapy as some sort of therapy 
that has put it in this new light. Like, so I actually, <laughs> um, if you know me, yeah, it just seems kind of far-fetched. I started running like low key and okay. it told a single soul. Well, now you're telling the whole entire world. I know. Well, you know, right. I'm a thickums. <laughs> There's a lot of mass wait, on wait, these wait, bones. Wait, 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 back up. Say that, say that again. I'm a thickums. <laughs> okay. Now as someone, as someone who's not well-versed in thickums, can you uh, explain what that means? That means that there's a lot of meat on these bones. And so <laughs> running. <laughs> all right. All right. I mean, this is the best definition I think I could think of. And anyone that knows what thickums is, I'm sure you're cracking up with me right now. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, I'm a thick girl and that's totally fine and cool. And I love it. But running, if you're a thickums too, you know, running is a challenge because our BMIs tend to run a little bit heavier and therefore you're just trying to chug along. I could sprint. Sprinting for whatever reason worked out just fine for me. I played a lot of volleyball and, and basketball when I was younger. Um, Wait, you played volleyball? Yeah, I thought I told you this. I, I don't remember. See, <sighs> sorry. You learn things every day. There's like 40 people that we try and learn and then like some, some of the little facts tend to slip through the, the you fingers. You should know this. <laughs> I, that does sound familiar. But we, I don't know, side note, we should get a volleyball team together. Sometime we should play on the lawn sometime. That would be really fun. I don't know where we have it. Uh, it gets yes, so it really. Now we're all leaving campus in three days, but I know we'll find time. <laughs> we'll find time. But keep going. Sorry. Um, sorry. Yeah. So I started running and slow, like jogging, jog run, um, and I get it's been life changing for me. I wake up actually. I incorporate that into my five a.m.s. I kind of just roll out of bed and go to the gym and then I come back, wash up and get my day going. Um, and I use Peloton and it's, if you have, I mean, this isn't a plug, but <laughs> for those of you that can't run or won't run or have, or, but are curious, it turns out like it actually really does help with like the mind body connection. Um, it Absolutely. teaches me to breathe properly sure. and it's just been super therapeutic um, and I highly encourage it. Anyone can do it. Right on. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. What about you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough because I feel like it's hard to get to my church. <laughs> what is like, your church? Like driving to my church can be tough sometimes. I mean, it's all things that I, I would like to do outside of school, you know? I mean, I think I think the things that, that I kind of have to do, like I'm, I usually like, will take my dog out for a walk, listen to a podcast. Or you two. have a dog? You didn't know that? Oh my gosh. There's 40 people in this class. I have to know. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a little beagle. Did you, you never brought him to any of our functions? No, huh? he's crazy. See, that's he's why. crazy. We no. love crazy. Uh, you know this. <laughs> it's, a, it's a story for another time. He's not exactly the best in crowds. So got it. Um, but no, he's cute. And, love. and so yeah. So so take him out, listen to a podcast. Um, I think a good TV show. I mean, shoot, we watched. It's funny. We watched Breaking Bad and The Office during for the first time. Those <laughs> aren't opposing shows at all. <laughs> we're a little behind. Wow. Well, but it. we watched those through spring and summer semester, which I think were some of the busier ones. And interestingly enough, like in the summer, I'd be studying and I needed to like take that break. And so my wife would be like, you want to watch a sewed, which is what we shortened to uh, episode <laughs> two. And then or like, you want to watch Walt and like, because I like that for Walter Breaking White Bad. for Breaking Bad. And yeah. 
I, I did better in the summer and the spring when I had the distraction of a great TV show to kind yes. of step away versus the fall when I didn't. And I felt like I was kind of struggling with focus. And mm. I don't know if there's other factors contributing to that, but I felt like having a good focus to pull you away was helpful um, in, in re-energizing. So other than that, there's other churches, but those just didn't happen a lot. Like I liked camping, you know, I like play video games i like to read books but sometimes those just don't happen they're just too kind time consuming for school yeah so that uh, that kind of is what it is so i think that's really kind of all we wanted to talk about today um we left a little bit on the table i think we'd like to get into other things you can do um as far as keeping yourself going but we will come back to that at another date i do want to say i do want to say Look into if your school offers a mental health club. Um, that is such a great resource. And I'm personally part of ours. And we just talk about the importance of sleep. We have events. We coordinate events. We um, do such a bunch of things, such a bunch, <laughs> a bunch of things that um, really kind of just help bring that focus back to mental health and self-sustainability. I think, I think, too, that's important that you have, like, a group or a subset that you can talk to because... Um, regardless, like as far as mental health is concerned, like having people you can vent to or have that ability to kind of um, understand your struggle, I think is helpful so that you're not just feeling like you're out there alone and doing it by yourself because um, you can do anything when you have friends. And I know that's super cheesy, but it's, it is true. There's truth to that. So, um, you know, like a club or a group, just make sure you have somebody, something that can, um, you can kind of rely on to help hold you up when you can't hold up yourself. Um, so uh, there was one thing we wanted to talk about. So this, uh, is going to be a couple weeks delayed because, um, of the, just the way we record podcasts, but we, um, as of this weekend just received our white coats, whoop, whoop. uh, and maybe that'll be a topic for another time when we really dive into it. But, um, just give me your, uh, elevator pitch of how it, how it went. Elevator pitch. Here we go. It was magical. <laughs> I It was all a dream. I woke up really early to prepare because I'm a girl like that. And um, I ended up, you know, we had a beautiful venue that was in the hills of a... Lynn? Yes. Um, Forgot where it was? Yeah, for a hot second. <laughs> I was like, were we still... Okay, yeah. Anyways, yeah. it was beautiful. We had... It was a great time. It really helped bring everything into a big summary, a big... Well, not really, because we're going to clinicals, but this togetherness and the celebration of what didactic year was, it was just really important. And my family being there was the bee's knees. I just... I, my heart was just so big and full. Um, how about you? Yeah. I mean, it was... I don't think you were wrong in saying like the conclusion of where we're at. Cause it, it's, it's weird, but it is like, it's the conclusion of didactic and, and that is <clears throat> such a monumental thing, you know, like, like for us to, to, to get left behind now would be rather tough. And so once we get through didactic work, we're kind of in the clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's just, I remember watching everyone walk across the stage back to their sheet after receiving their white coat and, Everyone just, it just looked so good to see people in there like uh, looking really their best and wearing their white coat and finally achieving and getting that goal. So um, if you have a chance to go to white coat before you get there yourself, uh, make sure you do. And yeah, I volunteered for um, our upper class one and it just kind of gave me something to work towards. I thought it was amazing. Oh, excellent. How, uh, how was it? Was it uh, 
similar to ours or was it different? It was fancier than ours. <laughs> but the the procession of everything was actually pretty identical. And um, it now that having came away from both of those, I just, the magic is there every single time, I tell you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's just, it's a tough thing to explain. And I'm sorry that I'm kind of rambling here a little bit, but it's, it's just, it's a really cool thing. And you see all your, your friends, parents, and like, I didn't even get to meet your family because there's just so many people you're running around yeah. and talking to. It's just, it's kind of crazy, but uh, it's super fun. It's great. So I just wanted to talk about that. But if you guys want to hear more about that, uh, you know, let us know in our email, coffeecortisol at gmail.com. Um, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Any other thoughts you have for today, Rosie? It just feels good to be back. Um, and of course, like David said, just reach out to us. We love hearing from you. We love the feedback we've been getting thus far. And we just always appreciate you guys. All right, everyone, that's it for today's episode. Uh, thanks again for listening. Um, so last week we talked about uh, with Lagaya. Um, her and I have the same rotation together. So we talked to her about uh, clinical anticipation, what we're expecting with that. Um, but then next week, uh, we will be talking um, about how our experience is going so far. Um, I think that'll probably be a quicker episode, but just a quick update on um, how we're doing. Um, and then uh, we'll have a third pod at the end of this uh, uh, clinical experience where we talk about you know how it went from the beginning to where we are now to how we're feeling for our next one. So um, it's a series of podcasts, so uh, I think that'll be a really fun one to, to do with her. Um, the Q&A episode will be coming up soon, so uh, hang tight with that. Keep sending in your questions. Um, you can email us at uh, coffeecortisol uh, at gmail.com. Um, please follow, like, subscribe us, all that good stuff. Uh, it just helps with other people, other PPAs, PA students um, who are able to um, find the podcast and, uh, you know, kind of find the guidance or help that they need. Um, so please uh, do that. So uh, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.